Hello, everyone. Welcome to Pages of HR. I'm your host, Bianca Heron, lead editor for HR Daily Advisor. This podcast provides insightful conversations about HR-related books and the authors who create them. By the end of these conversations, we hope you'll have actionable insights for your business, best practices to tap, and most importantly, new information to ponder. Today, I'm super excited to be joined by Amy Cates, co-founder of Cates Kessler, a trusted organizational design consultancy, which is part of Accenture. She's also the co-author of five of the leading books in the field of organization, including the recently published book, Network Scaled and Agile. In Network Scaled and Agile, Amy and her co-authors explain their proven strategies for shaping complex companies for future success. The book is a step-by-step practical guide to organization design from origination to activation. Amy, welcome to Pages. How are you? Hi, Bianca. I'm terrific. Thank you so much for having me here today. Absolutely. I'm certainly thrilled. Okay, let's dive right into it because I'm super excited. Uh, What was the inspiration to create this timely book? Well, as you mentioned, this is our fifth book, and uh, about every five years, my colleagues and I sit down and say, what have we learned? What are the patterns that we're seeing with the clients that we work with? And then we try to take some of that learning and turn it into some useful, very practical, actionable insights that other leaders of complex, multidimensional organizations can use. That's amazing. From what I read up on the book as well, this book, it addresses three of the biggest business challenges organizations are facing today. How to build a new capability across the entire enterprise, how to allow for faster innovation, and of course, how to make the entire organization more customer-centric. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, the title Network Scaled and Agile has kind of all the buzzwords of today, but really it's about this, this question of can, can an organization be big and can it be fast? And we believe it can. Um, and, and the whole book is really written to leaders to help them understand how do you use the benefits of size and scale? How do you also push decision, decision-making down to the edge so that leaders close to the customer can move fast? And how do you connect it all together? So we started this book in 2019 and, and finished it during the pandemic in 2020. It was released last March uh, of 2021. And is, uh, what we found is that it's more relevant than ever as companies have had to change, as HR leaders have had to help their colleagues through thinking about how do we connect people, make complex decisions when we can't get together and build the kind of trust and and social fabric in the organization that we used to. Absolutely. Beautifully said. And you prepared an excerpt. Is that correct? I did. I want to share with you three, four minutes um, from the book. And Bianca, I picked something that I think is a little bit provocative to talk about. Okay. I think maybe perhaps a little counterintuitive, but a, a concept that we find that is really quite powerful for, for the teams, for the executive teams that we work with uh, in our clients. Please share whenever you're ready. So this is all about leadership layers. Bianca, perhaps there's no greater hot button in management writing today than the idea of hierarchy. If one wants to sound current and forward thinking, then denouncing the evils of hierarchy is the quickest way to signal you're at the vanguard. And and why is this? Well, hierarchy is often used as a proxy for the word rigid, 
the very antithesis of agility. It brings to mind an organization in which information only moves up and down through a strict chain of command, an organization of silos where people can't work across unit lines without permission from above. You know, the reality is that most leaders have long embraced the idea that strong and purposeful horizontal ways of working are important, that connecting across boundaries is just simply the way that work gets done today in complex multidimensional organizations. So then the question is, when is hierarchy a good thing? Does it still have a place in organizations today? So we find it's productive as org designers to think about hierarchy not as a system of status and control, but rather as a way to differentiate thought and focus at each leadership layer in the organization. So in a well-designed hierarchy of leadership, each leader does not just do a bigger version of the work of the leader below, Rather, at each layer, there's a change in time horizon, time allocation, and complexity of problems to solve. So this idea of hierarchy of thought and focus and of differential velocity at the various layers of leadership is really powerful because now we can measure the top of the organization by how well our executives empower the base of the organization. So very simply, you can think of three distinct layers of leadership in a well-designed hierarchy of thought and focus. First is the strategic layer, our top executives. This group should make a small set of big decisions. So this team often needs to actually slow down, not speed up. Their agenda should be to focus on a few high impact outcomes. Think direction, priorities, purpose. The decisions of this group should be informed by broad input from internal and external voices, and that takes time. Next is the integrative layer. This leadership group is made up of the senior leaders with big jobs, usually three and four levels down from the top. I see companies putting a lot of energy into helping these people be strong individual leaders, but there is work that they must also do together. Think processes, systems, initiatives, programs. And when harnessed purposefully, this is the layer that makes the complex matrix machinery of today's organization work effectively. So third and finally is the operating layer. They run the business day to day, and this is where the action is, close to the customer. And these operating units should be delegated substantial authority to serve customers profitably. The leaders who control product mix, delivery of the service offering, and margin targets often sit at this layer. So only when the strategic and the integrative layers do their unique work well to set direction and build the horizontal ways of work only then can the operators move fast. So this is when a well-designed hierarchy, the vertical organization, actually makes the organization more agile. Wow, that was amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, and, and such, again, such a timely topic as well. I've been talking to a lot of um, other guests and everyone, of course, is looking for a roadmap to, uh, as you mentioned, you know, uh, work together, better collaboration, and especially since we're working from home, many of us are remote um, in our silos. We aren't as connected as we once were. Today, you know, people are working and feeling very disconnected. And we talk, we think about it in terms of talent and the great resignation. And again, I, I look at things through a lens of organization. And, you know, in an organization, people need to, be, to belong to teams. They need to have a strong sense of identity. And certainly in, an, in a big complex global company. We sit on many teams. I might have a domain expertise in HR right? and even 
HR, maybe I'm a talent, or maybe I'm a business partner or an operations. I also might sit in a geography. I'm sitting here in New York, so I might be in the Northeast region. Or I might be in a business unit that I'm supporting or, or supporting a product line or a service offering. And all of these are different teams. And the work of leadership today is to help people connect with the smallness of that team, but then also help those teams connect together. Paradox is that there's, I, and I, I think it's, it's led some leaders astray lately, is the whole focus on agility often focuses only on the team, on the small unit. And actually, when we need organization agility, we need the both and. We need that sense of identity and very clear line of sight. I do this and this is how I'm moving the ball forward but also bigger purpose of how does collaboration across boundaries, how does perhaps putting aside the short term for the long term, how is that going to help the enterprise move forward? And it's so much more important today because when I'm not going into the office and I don't see all the signals of bigger corporate identity that I used to have and my colleagues and sitting with them, I need mechanisms that actually connect me to that bigger purpose even more so. And now a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Namely. The role of HR has changed drastically over the last couple of years, and making sure your team is supported in their work and community is more crucial than ever. That's why you need Namely, the all-in-one HR solution that offers everything you need to set you up for success, along with dedicated support, giving you all the help you need to help your team. Whether you have 50 or 1,000 employees, Namely helps you easily adapt to the ever-changing workplace with onboarding, performance management, payroll, and intuitive benefits enrollment, all in one connected modern platform. Companies are built on people. Don't let either fail. Get the support you need and learn more about making the switch to Namely today by going to Namely.com. Don't wait. That's Namely.com. Absolutely. Absolutely. And each chapter too, what I love about this book as well, it concludes with a, with a series of reflection questions. Can you provide an, an example of two of what readers can expect? Yeah. Well, so, you know, our chapters are around, uh, you know, understanding some of these dilemmas, organization models, vertical organization, horizontal organization metrics. But, but for example, just on the topic that we talked about, one of the key takeaways for leaders is to look at how they are spending their time. So to look at the cadence and rhythm of management meetings, uh, what's the agenda, mm -hmm. who's in the room, what do we talk about? What we often uncover in that kind of diagnostic and analysis is that our senior leaders, our most senior leaders are making a lot of decisions. They're meeting on very operational issues and they're feeling overwhelmed and perhaps not that they aren't able to spend enough time on strategy and, and they feel reactive. And then what happens is because they are actually spending time doing the work of the integrative or the operating layer, they're not empowering below, they're not stepping back and setting broader direction and priorities and strategy. It also tends to frustrate those below, and this is important again from talent re retention, is we have big senior people who are being paid lots of good money who feel like they can't make decisions. I always have to ask permission. I, we have to escalate. We don't have clear boundaries in which we can freedom and a framework to act. 
So when we do org assessments and diagnostics, this idea of having leaders not overlap in accountabilities, working on the right set of issues, having unique contributions, slowing down at the top to speed up at the bottom, actually unleashes a whole lot of very practical implications around management routines, our governance councils, our management processes, and just the, the rhythm of conversations that leaders have over the course of months and a year. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what do you hope the book accomplishment accomplishes? Absolutely. One is to appreciate the complexity of organizations today. I don't think that we ask human beings to do anything more, more difficult than to come to work and sit in front of their computer and work with colleagues across boundaries of time, culture, language, organization, priority and come together and then collaborate. Sure, make fast decisions that are good for the customer, good for the enterprise, good for you, good for your colleagues, good for your team, makes your boss happy. This is not easy. And I, I, what, I, what are we trying to do in this book is to, to, to demystify and have people and particular leaders and the HR community understand that these are issues of designing a system that if we want to change behavior, we need to design the system. We want to demystify the levers so that leaders can be thoughtful about if I want my organization to be more innovative or more efficient, or I need more collaboration here, or we need to be more customer centric, um, or we need to get product out to the market quicker, then I need to change how the system is designed so that it's rational for people to come have new conversations and make different decisions. Mm, that's beautiful and gave me chills there with that. That was an amazing, amazing bite there. That's amazing. We're very passionate about this because, you know, Bianca, coming to work should be fun. It should be enjoyable. We talk so much about purpose and passion. And I can tell you that most people are miserable at work because they don't feel that they can bring their best selves. They don't feel they're not sure about if they're making a contribution or putting their energy in the right place or what winning looks like. And that's what leadership is there for, is to make make that clear. That's amazing. I, you almost had me. I'm about to burst out of my chair and, and go scream, <laughs> or scream and shout. That's amazing. That's the type of energy I, that we that we all need. And of course, that we all want from our leaders as well. So to our, our listeners, this is, of course, this is the book that you need. This is the book that you need. Um, and where can our readers buy this book? Okay, so this book and the others are um, all available on Amazon. Um, if you also, if you're a member of LinkedIn Learning, um, we have set a 17 video series there, which uh, has a lot of these concepts in three and four minute bites. And if you're not a subscriber there, you can go to our Kate's Kessler YouTube channel, where we also have a lot of videos and a 12 video series also on many of these topics. Uh, we're very passionate about um, sharing what we know, taking what we learn from our clients and turning it into, again, actionable insights for the HR leader to use, for the business leader to use. So the kateskessler.com website also has lots of blogs and articles for those who are interested in org design. Amazing. And my last but favorite question here, Amy, what does your next chapter look like? <laughs> what is my next chapter? Well, 
You know, Bianca, I, I'm very happy here at Accenture and very busy with a lot of really interesting clients. But I started my career back, um, my graduate degrees in city planning. I worked five years for the city of New York, um, for the Department of City Planning. And I would like to bring this work and these insights at some point um, in my career back into sort of the public sector um, and the nonprofit sector to where where there often isn't aren't the resources to step back and think about this kind of uh, thing. So yeah, it's continuing to do this work. Awesome. That's amazing. Again, Amy, thank you so much for being here today. Bianca, my pleasure. Thank you. To our listeners, thanks so much for tuning in. And remember, you can always follow us on Twitter at HR Pages. We're also now available on iTunes, Spotify, and Amazon Audible. Again, I'm Bianca Heron. This is Pages of HR. Join us next time when we turn the page.